Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. My name is Sylvan, and I will be your host. Today, we are launching a new 10-piece bonus series. Together with Startup Ticker, the biggest news portal about startups in Switzerland, we want to support startups with fundraising, especially in times of COVID-19. Every Monday, we will therefore portray in 10 to 15 minutes a Swiss startup that is currently raising funds. Listen to some background information about their start, the biggest challenges, and also the milestones the company recently reached. For the first episode, we talked to Kevin Haffeli, the co-founder of Helio. Helio is a platform that brings together supply and demand of cloud server capacity to make them more efficiently available. A hot topic in the digital age. Let's talk to Kevin. Kevin, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today as the first guest of our new series. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Let's jump right into the first question. Um, I'm wondering, what motivated you to start your own company? There were, uh, was a, not only one reason at this time, it was just the logical thing to do for me. Um, so uh, personally, I always wanted to do more regarding the climate change. Uh, so, but eating less meat and recycling and fly less wasn't really enough and uh, enough efficient for me. So I wanted to do something with more impact. And as an engineer, I believe we can achieve this uh, with technology. So besides that, I was always eager to learn more. And I believe there's no way to learn more in a short time than by founding and running a company. Yeah, you basically uh, get thrown in the, into the cold water and have to learn to swim, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or uh, like Reid Hoffman said, that jumping over a cliff and uh, assembling an uh, airplane on the way down. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. That's the definition of entrepreneurship. So I'm also wondering with your startup with Helio, um, what, what problem do you actually solve with your company? Why do you even exist? So on one side, uh, we are, we are solving the problem that uh, over 80 to 90% of the compute resources around the world are not being used. So uh, these servers are actually produced with uh, rare metals, so uh, the pro production emissions a lot of CO2, and after producing the servers, they are put into a data centers where they run 24-7 and uh, run there and stay there over two to three years or maybe a little bit more. And during this time, they consume a lot of energy. So um, uh, for this time, during the operation, the servers are... Uh, only used on average around 10 to 20%, which is a huge waste from my point of view. So you can compare it, uh, like an airline operates with uh, utilization rates of uh, 10 to 20%. Uh, that's that's not possible, but yeah, okay, maybe these days. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, on, on the other side, uh, at the same time, uh, the demand for large-scale computation raises a lot due to AI, machine learning, and, and simulations, and so on. So uh, we at Helio, we, we believe and we want to enable data center to sell their access capacity on our global platform, and we connect the access capacity with the demand for large-scale compute. 
basically you could also call it uh, the Airbnb for the cloud. Uh, but via Telio, we also solve another problem on our long-term mission. So during the last year, we often heard uh, data is the new oil and how you get a lot of value out of it for, for your business. Now, everyone moves into the cloud and this is awesome because you can use the, this data and the cloud is very flexible, secure, and there's a wide, wide range of products and innovation that is just great. You can really speed up everything and increase the time to market development cycles and so on. Uh, this, this is all empowered by the cloud. But now one thing happened. Where do you store your data? The oil and the IP of, of your business? Right, um, at the storage of the lar large cloud providers. And for you, this is very affordable and a good thing to do. Now, to use this data, you need tools and mainly servers and compute to get your competitive out advantage out of this data. Those tools and this compute is very expensive and the hyperscalers provide it and charge you a good price for it. So if you, if you stick to the oil picture, if you now uh, want to move your data or your oil to another oil refinery, you need the transportation of the cloud providers. And this is also very expensive. So they really lock you, lock you in. And um, now what, what's my point? There's a large oligopoly controlling the oil and the next industrial revolution, which means the data, the compute and the fiber connections. Um, they also own the transportation rules, the refinery, and they even built their own products consuming this oil. So what does that, this, yeah, where, where does this end? And I don't know yet, but I believe it will not be the best for the society. Uh, so we at Helio, we want to tackle this and solve this issue with a cloud ecosystem uh, where everyone wins. Great. So you basically make a pretty inefficient market more efficient, if I can tell it that way. Right. That's the target, yeah. And uh, by that, uh, we bring down the cost and increase the efficiency and also uh, make it more sustainable. So you didn't found the company alone. There's also a whole team behind Helio. So what experience does your team bring to the table? Can you tell us a bit more about the background of your team? So uh, me, my co-founder, Christoph, uh, we're working in the cloud industry since over 10 to 15 years. Um, uh, we worked together at the Swiss web agency for over seven years or eight years. Um, and our team of um, total eight very experienced uh, engineers uh, who are building this platform, they're also working in the IT space for over 10 years. So there's a lot of know-how to handle the, the complexity of such a, such a problem. And as you probably know, an engineer is usually not the best salesperson. So this is why we have uh, the support of two great salespeople in our team. And besides that, uh, we have a great advisory board uh, with industry experts uh, supporting us. I think, yeah, that sounds like a good mix between industry experts, uh, technical people, and also salespeople. You know, as a startup, you're always chasing the next milestone, usually. Um, can you talk about what milestones you recently achieved mm -hmm. with your startup? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, happy to do. Um, so 
Um, recently, we achieved our first birthday, so it was on 1st of April, which wasn't an April's uh, fool, but uh, yeah. <laughs> cool, congrats. Thanks. And um, yeah, what, what we did is uh, we raised um, a substantial uh, pre-seed round from friends and family. And we, yeah, that's something I'm most proud of. We, we hired this uh, great engineering team and uh, that want to join our mission and yeah, get up the speed of, of our development. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's really great. And also, yeah, now during COVID-19, uh, we, we managed to, to win some contracts, uh, which is also not, uh, not usual, I think. Uh, so. Yeah, great thing. So it basically shows that there's also a need for your solution in crisis time, which I think is a good sign. Yeah, especially during crisis, uh, there's a lot of pressure, uh, I would say, on the, on the digital infrastructure because everybody is now yeah, working remotely. And uh, so the cloud providers and the, the, the data centers, they really need to scale the infrastructure. So it totally makes sense then to to use and utilize the, the on-use capacity then at this time. You also mentioned the fundraising round that you successfully closed as a milestone. Are you open to share how much money you raised in total so far? Yeah, so far from friends and family, it's around 400,000 Swiss francs. I think uh, that's a good uh, start capital to, uh, to build some traction with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, as it, with every market, you probably also have a competitive landscape that you look at on the market side. Can you talk us a bit more about, you know, are there competitors? If so, where are they? What makes you different from them? So there's currently there's no platform kind of doing exactly the same thing as, as we do. Uh, there are some uh, blockchain based companies in also in our crypto valley in Zug, um, but they currently solving more the fundamental uh, problems like almost reinventing the internet and currencies for compute procedement and at this and they do that at the same time so there's a lot of engineering um, ongoing there and yeah that that's not something we do so we could directly take what what's on the market and connect it uh, and um, yeah to get traction immediately um, obviously uh, we have competitors in every market segment. So uh, we are selling the access, where we are selling the access capacity to. Um, so there's, for example, uh, a company called Spot.io. Uh, they are bundling uh, the spot capacity of the hyperscalers, the large cloud providers like AWS, and sell it in an uh, automated way uh, to, to the customers. Okay, so on the market side, on the on the supply side, sort of, uh, you have competition, but not where you actually uh, get the, the developer resources from, if I understood that correctly. Right, yeah, correct. Okay, got it. Um, you mentioned that there's a steep learning curve in starting your own company. It's probably the best way to learn something new. So during that process, you usually also face pretty tough challenges that you have to solve and over overcome. Can you tell us if, if there was any, like, the biggest or the toughest challenge that you had to overcome with Helio so far? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good question. So we're still a very young company. So um, I think the current situation is really the, the toughest situation for us and all the uh, early stage startups in, in the market, um, especially when you're in the process of raising pre-seed rounds 
and then exactly at this time the virus spreads so yeah <laughs> uh, we decided in october 2019 that we want to raise and close our seed round in q2 this year so uh, that meant uh, bringing also the first institutional investors in uh, in q3 uh, q2 and uh, right now for the most investors we talk to have uh, they have their hands full more than full uh, ensuring the survival of their existing portfolio companies so valuations drop the startups start bridging with the current investors and need the, the investments bridge loans uh, for 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 their companies so there's less capital available and on another point is that it's also hard to raise money for for the VC funds himself because um, their investors they don't have the cash available right now so it's it's a it's a big chain uh, yeah going from top uh, down where uh, at the end of the chains basically the really early stage startups are and this results in a very hard situation for for new startups so um, sure I mean every VC currently wants one is open for new deals because they want don't want to miss the next Uber or the next Airbnb. Uh, but for a widespread of startups, which we're now working one to two years or even more, and which are very hungry, for them it's much harder to get the attention and to get the food and our food in into our doors. Absolutely. Do you have any, any tip that worked well for you during that uh, tough time so far? Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, what worked well is yeah as usual focus and um just uh, find the the right partner so for us it's like talking to mainstream vcs is usually pretty hard because they're not into this industry and they don't know so the, the attention isn't isn't that high so they rather focus on kind of their typical b2p uh, models and so on so finding the right partner and talking to the right uh, VC helps a lot, so focus on on, on on the right right partner would be my my advice. So basically, doing your homework is more important than ever in times like these. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> and also, what always helps is uh, good signs uh, for your business during hard times. So like uh, getting traction and closing deals. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense and sends a positive signal to the yeah. potential investors. Right. So you said you're currently fundraising, right? So how much money are you looking for? And also what will the funds that you try to raise will be used for? So um, we are currently raising our 400k Swiss francs pre-seed uh, round uh, to develop our product further, improve the sales channels and sign the contracts uh, with our uh, potential customers. Uh, so that should bring us to to end of the year. And during this year, uh, the target is to raise another round, the seed round, uh, around two millions. Uh, yeah, to to accelerate then the the sales and the development and go into uh, new verticals. Great. Do you already have something in mind that you are targeting there in terms of new verticals and maybe also new geographies, as I could imagine? So actually, our platform is pretty global, uh, I would say, uh, but. Yeah, we are, for for the demand side, it's um, easier for us to start in Europe, and uh, we are selling currently selling our product to to render farms, so that are uh, companies helping 3D artists to render their their um, yeah their work and build 
uh, yeah, like how to say, um, realistic pictures out, out of the work and so uh, rendering the light and everything. So that needs a lot of compute and we provide that to them. And there's the, the, the obvious uh, market is currently the render farms and then go to film studios and game studios where uh, even more compute is needed, which we can provide uh, very affordable and in an automated way to, to save their time. So before we conclude the episode, I prepared uh, three short rapid fire questions as we call them. So uh, I just start with the first one right away. Uh, what was your first summer job or in general, your summer job as a teenager? Yeah, I sold uh, pizzas to in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And what are you most proud of in, in your life? Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, no one was uh, got food poisoning out of my pizzeria venture. <laughs> That's a good point. Luckily, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and what's a surprising fact that people don't know about you? Hmm. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's a podcast, so you don't see me, but uh, I have pretty short arms. And um, this is why I have a huge collection of T-Rex jokes, which were sent to me by my friends. <laughs> so if anybody's looking for T-Rex jokes, they should get in touch with you. Yeah, definitely. And of course, <laughs> also, if uh, anybody's interested in investing in your company. Obviously. So, Kevin, that was a lot of fun for the first episode. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we wish you lots of success with the ongoing fundraising. And of course, with all the business coming in, hopefully over the next uh, months and weeks. Thank you very much. It was very great to be here. Today's episode was brought to you by SBB Startup. If you think that your startup or your idea is a good fit to the Swiss Railways, get in touch with them at svbstartup.com. It doesn't matter if you're an already established company or just have an idea, the dedicated team behind SBB Startup is here to help you and to evaluate the good fit to the Swiss Railways. In order to contact them, visit svbstartup.com. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the content, we would be thrilled to receive your rating on Apple Podcasts. That way you not only support Swisspreneur, but also help other entrepreneurs discovering the show and finding more valuable information on how to run their businesses. Next week, we will already be back with an all new episode of the Swisspreneur Show. So we hope to see you again then for a new episode.